We didn't need to fucking do a preamble. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We're opening up Chapel's mailbag. That's right. It's full to bursting with new comments from some of you uh, weird motherfuckers on the internet. And we have opened it up. We're going to read your comments. I'm Dustin. Okay. I'm going to start off with something uh, a little special. It's not, uh, it's not a comment on the Trapo blog. This is a comment on the Trapo Instagram. Oh. This is the first, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first. We've got a comment by an individual named Polar Chemicals on our post for Album Exchange Double Trouble. In standard definition is my favorite record from last year. This Art Deco guy came out of nowhere and just kicked ass and took names with this music. I can't wait to hear what he does next. Plus, he looks cute in that faux leather jumpsuit in the Head Rush video. Thank you for your comment, Polar Chemicals. And uh, I agree with you on every point. That's it. That's all I got. You know how I feel about standard definition. So oh, yeah. he looks cute in that jumpsuit. I'm not going to lie. Is it's it true. a jumpsuit or a cat suit? I think it's a cat suit, right? In that video? I think it's, I think they called it a cat suit. So yeah, thank you, Polar Chemicals, for that. So yeah, and now we're moving on to... Uh, this is all having to do with uh, Trapple's Mailbag number two. The post on our blog, trappleshow.blogspot.com, if you want to contribute at some point. Our next comment is from our returning champion, John Doe. He says, if you're looking for any music recommendations, FKA Twigs just released a new mixtape called Capri Songs that's pretty good. And even has a killer collaboration with The Weeknd called Tears in the Club. You guys should give it a shot or just listen to some Twigs in general. I'm going to show my ignorance here, Kai. I don't know what that is. Oh. I don't know what FKA uh, Twigs is. It's um, a lady. Is it synth pop? Is it rap? Is it, what is it? Kind of um, pop, rap, R&B, kind of experimental. Yeah, you'd probably enjoy it. What's the next comment, Kai? Anonymous says, in that same vein, you could check out Brooke Candy's Sexorcism from 2019 or Ash Nico's Demi Devil from last year. More rap-oriented stuff and definitely more explicit, but all pretty worthwhile in my opinion. And if you're looking for something like actually good <laughs> listen to the gods we can touch by aurora also from last year she's been around for a while but this is really her most polished album and it's solid stuff this is weird i don't know any of this yeah. you know any of this no i don't know i hear brooke candy you know hang on i'm gonna look yeah. that up you're all in already sexorcism okay i'm looking at the cover art for sexorcism right now it is some weird ass image of a lady she's got six tits okay just st- she's got six breasts Sexorcism by Brooke Candy. What the fuck am I looking at, Kai? Am I, am I losing my mind? Okay, I never heard of it. I never heard of Ash, Nico. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll make notes of both of those. Aurora, The Gods We Can Touch. I'll do that too. Okay. John right. Doe has replied to Anonymous. This is a threat. These people went back and forth uh, for a while on the blog. Brooke Candy is not in the same vein as Twigs. I don't want to be too critical, but it's sophomoric, horny white girl rap that's simply explicit for its own sake. She just says a bunch of shocking sexual stuff in her nasal voice that makes Iggy Azalea's voice sound classically trained. <laughs> Literally reminds me of a lot of two live cruise lyrics, only without the hardcore talent to back any of the juvenile imagery up. 
Aurora I can get behind, though. I haven't heard the latest album, but her earlier stuff is solid. I'm a big fan of her debut album, All My Demons Greeting Me As A Friend. That's a cool fucking name. Yeah. If you're thinking in a similar vein to that, I'd nominate Fickle Friends' new album, Are We Gonna Be Alright? Or Blood Red Shoes' new Ghosts on Tape. New music that really fills that indie pop shoegaze void in your life. Once again, Fickle mm-hmm. Friends... And blood red shoes. I am an old fucking man. I don't know who any of these people. I'm making notes. I gotta know these artists. Fickle friends and blood red shoes. Okay, ghosts on tape. That's a cool fucking name. Ghosts on tape. It says shoegaze. You know, I like. I guess I like. We've talked about this before. I guess I like shoegaze. John Doe, not a big fan of Brooke Candy. <laughs> says she's a shocking sexual stuff in a nasal voice. I gotta tell you, that's kind of right up my alley. I mean. <laughs> Thanks for the comment, uh, John Doe. Uh, apparently, anonymous has replied to you again. This is a whole thing. Anonymous says, her voice may be an acquired taste, but her music is not just disposable audio pornography. Disposable audio pornography is a great name for an album. (laughs) Her opulence EP is definitely more than that with the song Godzillionaire being a prime example. Sexorcism definitely pushes boundaries, but there's good music there. She's not just a provocateur. So don't sell her short. Igazalia actually features on a track from Sexorcism. Considering what the track is called, maybe I would cheap in my argument what's the track called not all things considered not great maybe uh, she's definitely honed her craft the track is called come that's the name of the track okay okay that would cheapen your argument i will grant you that brooke candy isn't exactly doing the same thing that fka twigs is doing but don't dismiss her because she's a lewd as for ghosts on tape i didn't know red shoes had an album out i heard box of secrets a bunch and i think it's great never heard of fickle friends they'll give their album a shot i don't really understand what shoegaze is but apparently i like a lot of it so i'm sure it'll be good <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah exactly the situation you and i have found ourselves in recently right. like, i don't yeah, know what have. this is but down thanks for that comment anonymous and john doe has responded to you i'm sorry if i came off harsh and brooke candy is undeniably talented but her stuff's just not for me. It's just too confrontational and in your face, and that's not going to work for everybody. I've actually only just heard Ghosts on Tape, and I'm not really familiar with Blood Red Shoes, so I've been reading up on them. It really scratched an itch for me this week. I'm lucky to have found them on Amazon. I don't really know too much about the definition of shoegaze as a musical genre, but according to Google, it's a style of rock music characterized by a sound in which the distinctions between separate instruments and vocals are blurred, so I don't think that clears it up for me. I've heard a lot of music, especially classic prog rock, that does just that, and it sure as hell ain't shoegaze. But it's cool, because whatever shoegaze is, I like it. Have you, Anonymous and Trapo, heard of a band called La I think it's La Femme. La Femme? Apparently a pretty big deal in France, and I've been listening to their albums... I need to get this right, because this is French. I've been listening to their albums Mystère and Paradigms recently. It's real cool psychedelic rock with a lot of modern production techniques that elevate the music even if you can't understand the lyrics which are sung in French. I'd recommend their stuff if you're looking for something a little different from the standard American indie rock scene. Yeah, I, let's, I, we can unpack oh, that real quick. The shoegaze <laughs> definition, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. Whatever shoegaze is, I guess I like it. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're with you guys on that. I, I don't know what it is, but we're fucking down. Whatever la femme, I guess it, in French they say la femme. They say la femme yeah. instead of la femme. So I guess it's la femme. I never heard of la femme. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I think I think I, I know Mister. I know what that is. Yeah. If you look up the cover art, it's like of the back of a woman's head and she's got a full head of hair. At some point, her hair is curled in such a way that it looks like a vagina. It's like pure yonic imagery. That, I know that album cover. 
Her mystere. I know that. I don't know paradigms. I guess that's new. I'm making notes of all this shit. There's like blood red shoes. And all. It's all here in my phone. So I'm going to look up all this shit tomorrow. Oh shit. Fucking Max Power wrote us a goddamn novel. <laughs> Thanks for coming back, Max Power. And this is all in the same post, by the way. This is all mailbag number two for everyone listening. Max Power writes, My favorite Steinman song is from the movie Streets of Fire. If you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it because it's great. But Steinman wrote and produced a couple tracks for the movie, including Tonight is What It Means to Be Young, which closes the movie in a triumphant manner. The song sends me soaring every time I hear it, getting my blood pumping. Really, the whole soundtrack is damn good. But that song gets top marks. I've seen Glenn Danzig in concert a few times, not recently, but maybe 20 years ago, and I was entertained. I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan of the man's music in general. I paid through the nose to catch the Misfits reunion show at Riot Fest in Denver in 2016 because I needed to see Danzig jamming with Jerry Only one last time. Maybe the show wasn't as great as it could have been when the band was in their prime, but I don't know because I don't have a time machine. All I know is, <laughs> all I know is that was probably the coolest concert experience I'll ever have. If I could have seen that concert, that first reunion concert in Denver, I'm such a Misfits fan. If I could have seen them live, man. Dancing the Musician isn't what he used to be. I've cringed through his Elvis covers album, so I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what, motherfucker? I've cringed through his Elvis covers album, too. I own the CD. I've got it right now. (laughs) Sorry, I'm still sorry, Max Pryor. You're the best. To be completely honest, he doesn't really need to be making music anymore. His voice is shot, his instincts for melody are gone, and all the music he keeps releasing is really only tarnishing his legacy. That's absolutely true. That's pretty true. I'm only genuinely surprised he never tried to become a filmmaker, in quotes, years and years ago. And if his instincts for making good music are gone, he probably never had the instincts to make a good movie. His verotic comics are mostly poorly drawn, poorly written, semi-pornographic masturbatory bullshit, and his Veronica movie can't even step over that low bar. The lurid qualities of the comics are basically all they have in their favor, and his movie can't deliver on that front. What a boring, interminable mess of a movie. So why have I watched it five times? (laughs) (laughs) What? My man. My man. Max Power with the truth. So why have I watched it five times? Why do I own it on Blu-ray? This is the reason why I love doing this podcast. I've had a blog since 2009. And I've had people talking about movie reviews and shit on my blog back in the day. And it was fine. But this shit right here, Max Power, whoever the fuck you are, why do I own it on Blu-ray? Are you kidding me? Oh, Max Power. I'm a happy camper you just right saved now. saved my life. Yeah. Why does this awful, awful movie continue to fascinate me? Here's the thing. You know, Max Power, I've talked to this with Kai off uh, off podcast a while ago. <laughs> for for I quite a while. I literally spent a, a, a large sum of money to buy a hardcover edition of the Drukia Contessa of Blood story that Glenn Danzig wrote that became the last segment of the Veronica movie. I spent money on this. And I own it now. A signed copy, signed by Glenn Danzig and artist Simon Bisley, because I'm so goddamn fascinated by this train wreck of a movie. You and me, we're in the same boat, but I think I may be in the fucking catbird seat right now. Why does this awful, awful movie continue to fascinate me? I think I may be in the same boat as Dustin. Oh my god, he knows my name. Because I'm a fan of Veronica, and I'm not sure what that says about me. It says you're one of the cool kids. (laughs) And I just want you to know that you're not alone out there. There are other weirdos out there who actually want to watch Veronica more than once. (laughs) Oh, man. I feel so good now.
I have a few recommendations for you folks if you're interested. I'm not sure if you guys have messed with my previous recs. That's cool because I can type whatever I want here and the worst you can do is delete it. I know you recommended something. Do you remember what it was? No. I, oh, God, I'm going to be a complete dick. I'm sorry, Max Power. We'll discuss whatever you mentioned. I promise you that. If we haven't addressed it directly yet, we will. But yeah, here are your new recommendations. So there's Ivory by Zenobia Arvanatiti, a serene ambient project from last year that's sublime. Then there's a modern folk duology from Thea Gilmore, the first being The Emancipation of Eva Gray, and the second called Afterlight by Afterlight, which is just Thea Gilmore performing under her new model. These albums represent the end of one phase of her career and the beginning of another. Give them a spin. They're an acquired taste, but I think they're worth a listen. Keep it up. You called it a novel, Kai, and I think you weren't far off. That was quite a bit, but uh, I'll, I'll start off with the Streets of Fire thing. Uh, Kai, I know I've told you about Tonight is What It Means to Be Young at yeah. some point. It is a triumph of a song. I agree with you, Max Power, wholeheartedly. That song is... I don't know if it's Jim Steinman's greatest. I don't know if I'd agree with that, but it's up there. As far as the Glenn Danzig thing goes, look, I think I just mentioned it, but if I were in a position to buy tickets to Riot Fest 2016, I would have been, like, right next to you. Veronica, the fact, yeah, I mean, you were in the same boat, okay? You and me, Max, Power, we're in the same boat. I can't explain why I like Veronica so much, but I do. It's, it's love is real. Yeah, it's love is real. I love the fact <laughs> that I'm not alone. This is a wonderful thing. Yes. I never heard of Ivory by Zenobia Arvanatini, or I've never heard of Thea Gilmore, but I, like I said earlier, I'm making notes in my phone. So I've got this in my phone, and uh, when it comes down to it, I'm going to be looking all this stuff up. we so. got a lot of homework. Because guess what? There's two more comments of okay. suggestions. <laughs> you we'll ready? get through this. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Also on our episode, Trapo's Mailbag number two. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. We have a condiment. A condiment. We have a condiment. We got some ketchup. We, we got some condiments that were left here. We have a comment by uh, our dear old friend Anonymous. Anonymous writes, Have you heard Moonshine Sin from a band called Flintlock Annie? Right. I found this album on YouTube and I think it's great. It's brand new and I mean like a week ago, but it's solid roots country stuff. A really soulful throwback that blew me away. Absent Cowboy and Preacher Man are the standouts for me, but I was impressed with the whole album. I just wish there was a physical vinyl to purchase but that's just me i know it's on amazon music but you can buy it on Bandcamp. so give it a shot if you can footlock yay okay jesus uh, i haven't heard of them either i'm making notes this is fucking insane i never had to make notes before moonshine sin by footlock a anonymous we have not heard of Felt like any yet. I have my notes. Yeah, we'll check this out. Thank you very much I, for that I comment. Like, I like that they know I have, I have Amazon Music. Cause, oh, you can see. I, I got it. It's on Amazon. Well, I guess everything is on Amazon Music. Yeah, it's all there. Solid Roots Country. I think you should read our, our last comment of okay, the, we got, on this thread here. We got one more comment. Thistle, thistle Down. I don't know what the fuck that is. Thistle Down. Hold on. Did we thank Anonymous? For oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Thank you very much for your comment. And uh, we will definitely be checking out Moonshine Sin from Flintlock Annie in the near future. So thank you very much for that recommendation. This is nothing but new music for me. I've never yeah. heard any of these people. This is great. Wow. I mean, Some of it's bound to be good. I hope, oh, God, <laughs> I hope so. Okay, so uh, our last comment on the thread for uh, Trapo's mailbag number two is from Thistle Down. So Thistle Down writes, you need to check out 2020's Evil Angel from Zolita. It's astounding. 
don't fucking say that <laughs> unless you mean it. Don't you dare, Thistledown, because... Oh, just uh, keep okay. reading. It's astounding. Zolita, a self-proclaimed queer... Po- oh. Okay. You know, uh, there's such a thing as you can do called overselling Thistledown. Sorry. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll start over. I'll start from the beginning. You need to check out 2020's Evil Angel from Zolita. It's astounding. Famous last words. Zolita, a self-proclaimed queer pop witch, made a concept album all about a toxic relationship with a clinging sociopath, and it's just one of the coolest records I've heard in years. She even directed a short film of the same name that you can find on YouTube that definitely gives off some glam David Lynch vibes, and it's definitely worth checking out. This post is pretty damn cool because I'm taking notes so that I can check out all the cool artists people are suggesting. Hopefully, my su- Yeah, hopefully my suggestion can add to the discussion a little. Either way, thanks for making the podcast, my dudes, and give Zolita a shot. You probably won't regret it. Okay, thank you very much for the comment. Uh, we'll, thistle down. We'll uh, definitely check this out. <laughs> I just, I just heard you reading all of these things that were just like catchphrases popping off in your head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, bing, 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 okay, bing. Okay. okay, Kai. Here's the thing. You're gonna throw on the word astounding. You're, you're putting a lot of pressure on this album for me. I'm not trying to to put you under any kind of spotlight. Queer pop witch sold. Zolita, Zolita. They did an album called the uh, Coronada or something back in like back in the day wait hang on oh no 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 never mind that's zola jesus never mind that's a completely different person never mind i'm sorry i never heard zolita so that's another name for the fucking list wow jesus christ i'm gonna listen to this okay thank you very much for the comment thistle down yeah you john doe max power and uh, anonymous have given me i given both of us you filled out some notes for us thank you so much for those comments we got two more comments from our latest post, the Album Exchange Double Treble post. Now, for you who are listening at home, this Album Exchange post encompasses 1999's Supergrass by Supergrass, 2008's Death Magnetic by Metallica, 2001's Toxicity by System of a Down, in 2021's In Standard Definition by Art Deco. All right, first up, Anonymous writes, System of a Down and Supergrass I can get behind. Those two albums should be celebrated. But pissing all over Death Magnetic, that might be the best Metallica album of the 21st century. Well, yeah, it might be. I don't know. That was just your life into the line and Broken Beaten and Scarred are the fist-pumping thrashers. And you called them boring? Come on, you can't be serious. Calling Load your favorite Metallica album? You maybe shouldn't be reviewing Metallica albums if that's your baseline you've clearly never been in a pit my man you clearly that's true i have and i don't know how you can lose your mind over that soft art deco stuff i just can't i just can't get into it sounds whiny but that's just me i'm not trying to rock any boats here but i guess i'm not a glam rock person that pretty boy veneer has never moved my needle i like stuff that gets my heart pumping different strokes trapo but it's all cool all your dreams trapo okay so i can't get mad at you thank you for the comment, Anonymous, but um, you like System of a Down and Supergrass. I like, I'm, I'm glad. I'm thrilled. Thank you so much for getting behind Supergrass. You want to go to bat for Death Magnetic? Do you? Really? The single best Metallica album of the 21st century? What's the fucking competition? About St. Anger? Hardwired to self-destruct? Oh my fucking god. It's like Usain Bolt running against fucking Stephen Hawking. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. If that was insensitive, I'm sorry, but come on. I don't even like 
fucking death magnetic that much. But you're going to say, oh, yeah, well, it's the best album they did in the 21st century. A fucking course it is. What else is there? He names That Was Just Your Life, The End of the Line, and Broken, Beaten, Scarred. I genuinely dislike all three of those songs. This is all a matter of opinion. Neither one of us signed off on those songs. I'm thrilled you thought Toxicity deserved to be the canon, and unless I really am. I mean, Death Magnetic is just not a strong Metallica album. It's fine. Ride the Lightning? You think Death Magnetic should be mentioned in the same breath as Ride the Lightning? I mentioned in the episode, my taste may be suspect because I rank Load and Reload as my favorite Metallica albums. I said that right off the bat. Yeah, you don't like Art Deco? That's fine. That is perfectly fine. Thank you for very much for the comment anonymous and i'm glad uh, you want us to keep going and following our dreams i appreciate that our final comment of the night is from they took my uh i think they took my notes seriously i just said like a random <laughs> yeah this is okay our, ra- our our final comment is from seven eight two three nine eight two three six five two three nine that's their name I've only heard Toxicity and Death Magnetic, and I really only like Toxicity. A lot of my friends don't like System of a Down because they think the lyrics sound like gibberish and they just dismiss it all. But you two really helped articulate how I always felt about the band, and I appreciate that a lot. Toxicity is probably their best album. I wish these guys could get their shit together and put some new music out because it's been way too damn long. I remember Death Magnetic sounding way too loud and overprocessed on the CD I owned, and now I know why. The controversy of that whole thing went right by me, so I just thought it sounded like shit because that's what they were looking for. I still haven't listened to it again, but if I do, it will be the digital version on Amazon Music, but I just don't know when that will be because I wasn't that thrilled with the album anyway. You made the right choice saving the songs you did, but I would have gone a step further and saved Cyanide too because it's pretty solid shit. I've put the other two records on my to-listen list, and based on your praise and really looking forward to them. The clips in the episode really sold me, so when I do listen to them, I might come back and share my thoughts. Well, by all means. I truly can't believe there was never some stoner rock band back in the 1970s called Supergrass. It just seems like such an easy choice. How did everybody miss that back then? It was right there. Okay, so thank you, 7-8-whatever. The Supergrass thing, I agree with you. Absolutely. How the fuck did no group of stoners in 1973 like, let's call our band Supergrass, bruh? How did they not do that? Big fan of Toxicity. Yeah. He likes that we uh, articulated how he always felt about the band. We really did something there, I guess. I don't don't remember what it was, to be honest with you. We did something. I'm glad you decided to do something instead of just anonymous. I appreciate it. Keep it up. Like like this motherfucker said last time. Follow your dreams, 7823 Chapo. Whatever your name is. None of these people have anything to recommend, which is good because I got too many notes as it is. Thank you so much for these comments, everybody. Uh, we appreciate uh, it. And uh, if you ladies and gentlemen would like to uh, join the conversation, uh, all you have to do is point your browser to our official Chapo blog. That is a trappleshow.blogspot.com. That's T-R-A-P-P-O show.blogspot.com. Find the post if you're choosing. Leave a comment. Uh, tell us whatever you want to tell us. And uh, we'll get back to you on a future episode of the show. Maybe. I mean, probably. You can send us an email. 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 Trappo show. T-R-A-P-P-O 
at gmail.com. We'll read your comment, your post, your email on the air. And uh, if you're really lucky, we might end up... Uh, no, I'm not going to promise that. We'll read your shit on the air. Thank you for your comments and your uh, your post, whatever. Thank you so much. Chapo's mailbag is now empty. We got so... I have so many different artists to look at now. I, I got a fucking list full of people to listen to tomorrow. I got someone named Zolita who made an album that's astounding, apparently. So you said astounding. So this is on you. That's right. Chapo's mailbag is totally empty. Leave us a comment. Send us an email. Stay the fuck off the internet. Trapo, the show that talks about stuff on purpose, is a Fenderman Incorporated production.